0: Let me, uh, for just a moment, first um, apologize to some of you. We've interrupted your worship. We apologize for that, moving your chairs. So thank you for your your kindness toward us. Uh, we had to do some arranging. But uh please come again next week. Lord willing, we'll move into the next phase of our COVID um, action plan here at the building. And there'll be plenty of chairs. So please uh continue to do so. Continue to attend, to worship God. I have a meeting with the elders, uh, Lord willing, this week. And we will discuss... um the next phase. It is good to have you here this morning. It is great to have you also, those who are online. We praise God for your attendance. Um, I don't believe this morning uh, as the song we sung uh, about the resurrection, we shall rise. I don't believe that Satan believes that we're going to rise. He's in for the shock of his life, (laughs) right? Uh, We are praising God for his glory. Let's go to God in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, we praise your holy and divine name and thank you so very much for all that you've done and for all that you do. For your kindness, compassion, mercy, care, and love. Thank you for loving us and keeping us, for strengthening us and blessing us, for thrilling us, oh God, and for this glorious opportunity and this, this morning to worship you. Please bless our worship to be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Please keep our minds away from worldly thought. Help us to focus only on you. Help us to remember Jesus, your great son, who died on that cruel, cruel cross of Calvary, who so willingly gave his life for the unrighteous. Thank you. Please continue to be with us. Grant to us understanding, knowledge, and wisdom of your word, your will, and your way. These things we pray in that wonderful, magnificent, most awesome, holy, and precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, be thy will, Amen. Satan's single ladies. We're going to end that lesson. Last week we we talked about a lot of his his single ladies, um, and in this week we want to conclude this this lesson. Remember the when we add the prefix "miss" in front of or before a word, it changes its meaning, and so. We looked at some words last week with uh, the prefix miss in front of them, And this morning we want to continue uh, with that idea. And beginning with the idea that Satan is continually striving to mislead. To mislead people. And we don't want to ever be misled. But if you will back to the book of Genesis. We'll begin there. Deceit is the reason there's so much... Um, Confusion in our world of religion today. Deceit. And I think we forget sometimes that Satan is not only deceitful, but he is continually knocking at the doors of the hearts of humanity. And he's not going to quit. And the one thing that Satan wants, desires, and lives for in his mind, and his demons as well, Is to deceive us. Because Satan does not want anyone. To get the right message. That's why their marriage squabbles. And trouble in uh, paradise. Trouble in our homes. And trouble in our jobs. Because of deceit. Because of trickery. Because of uh, greed. Because of all the sins, if you will. Of the mind. And of the heart. It begins very Much so in the beginning. God, his creation, in Genesis 1. And then everything was very good, the Bible says. Very good. And somewhere between this time period of chapter 1, the creation, the review and chapter 2, Satan began to wage his war, whatever it might be. He became evil, wicked, greedy, etc. Chapter 3. No, chapter 2, excuse me. God gave a law, and here's the law, verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day you eat of it you will surely die. Simple, to the point. Someone asked me, they said, Well, you know, why, why didn't God just make his word simple and plain, and we wouldn't keep it? That's as simple as it comes. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get any more simple than that. It's a simplistic message from God. But you see, because of deceit and because of desire, there's always going to be trouble when it comes to serving God. Because of my desire, not yours, my desire, and then individually your desire, because of that, there'll always be trouble. And so, the Bible goes on to tell us in Genesis chapter 3, here's the, the account of Adam and Eve. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And the he said to the woman, indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden.'" And the woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it or touch it lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, you shall surely not die. For God knows in the day in which you eat of it, you, your eyes will be opened and you shall be like God, knowing good and evil. Turn to James chapter 1. Two things about this. Number one, deceit We're never satisfied. Humans aren't satisfied. It, enough seems to, to never be enough. And, and, we, and we come up with great ideas, right? We come up with great ideas. Let me give you an example. Uh, whatever, whatever people want, whatever's going to draw the people in, that is a great idea, even if it violates the Word of God. You see, because you read the text, and God said in his law, you shall not eat. But you know a great idea? If you never touch it, you won't be tempted to eat it. So let's add to God's law. So God said, oh, we may eat from any tree in the garden. But from the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you shall not eat from it or touch it. God never said you couldn't touch it. But it was a great idea. And yet it still didn't stop them from sinning. And why? Deceit. Lust. Here's what I want, God. And here's a great idea. I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. We're hanging out there and we'll go and grab it. Here's what Satan believes. You tell me if it's true. Satan believes that every one of us have a price. For which we'll sell our souls. We'll sell our souls for some kind of lust. We'll sell our souls for some some kind of pride. We'll sell our souls. We will sell our souls. We have a price. And Satan's digging in our hearts to discover what your price is. He has a price where he knows, he believes in his heart, that people that hear the truth will fight it. Because that's their price. He knows how to get us. James 1 in verse 13. And here's what he knows. He knows what we know. Let no one say when you're being tempted that I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil and he himself does not tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. And then when lust is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. He knows we have a price, and He knows something else. We're good at justifying sin. Because how many times the folks said, I don't know why God's doing this to me. Well, you know, if you hadn't committed that sin, you wouldn't be suffering its consequence. We don't think about that part, do we? No, it's just easier to blame God. Satan's Single ladies are committed to him misleading people every single day it's almost as if we have forgotten what the scriptures say we're going to John uh, chapter eight Have you ever wondered have you ever asked the question you know, where did all these churches come from i mean they own every i mean they're more churches than liquor stores I mean that's good I guess but where they come from we're going to talk about that as time continues in this lesson here's what Satan knows, and I hope we know the same thing I'm going to ask you the question: how important is the church? I hope you'd say it, it is absolute it is not just important, preacher, it is critical, it is essential. it is not only necessary, it is mandated by God, and without it. Without it, we can't be saved. Right? Because God adds people to the church. Satan knows the value of the church. And that's why he's made so many copies of it. Think about that. He's made copy after copy after copy. He's imitating though. Not duplicating. It's not the right kind of copy. But it's like... It's something like the real thing. Think about that for just a moment. The world of religion is so confusing that some folks have said, I, I just don't know where to go. Right? I-, I, mean, we- we, I mean, we love choices, but there's a time when there are just too many choices. And Satan knows that when you have that many choices, confusion is inevitable. And so it plagues our mind. So he continues to imitate and imitate and imitate. But he never duplicates because he cannot duplicate what God has. Now John 8 and verse 44, we must not forget that he speaks to the Pharisees and God says, You are of your father the devil and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You know it's okay to call Satan a liar, right? He's a liar. And when you're in a Bible study with someone, you're talking to folks, and they start telling you things that aren't in the Bible, say, you know who told you that, right? And they say, who? The liar. The liar told you that. What do you mean the liar told me that, Satan? He's a liar and the father of lies. Turn to first, a second, John, please. Here's what Satan has said. Here's the liar. The liar says to us, you know, growing up, you know, you say, liar, liar, pants on fire. Is that right? <laughs> we don't like being lied to, but we don't mind being tricked. You do know it's the same thing, right, in, in reality, when it comes down to it. That airplane didn't really disappear. <laughs> I was lied to. No, it just sounds better. No, I was just tricked. Here's what Satan has done. Those single ladies. You know, you know, if you don't, if you don't like things this way, you know what the liar says? Well then do it another way. You, you have choices, people. You have choices. You don't have to do it the way God wants you to do it. Do it another way. Right? And you go, oh yeah, well this is, oh this is pretty good. This is, you know, God didn't say you couldn't touch it. You like that. He didn't say you couldn't do it this way, so. He didn't always have to say what you can't do. If, if that were the case, I may not have gotten as many spankings growing up as I did. <laughs> right? Well, mom didn't say I couldn't do that. She had to tell you what not to do when she told you what you're supposed to do. He's a liar. If things aren't going well and you say, well, you know, uh, personally, the way I feel in my heart is, um, I, you know, I, I just, I just think the church oughta. And then we throw us another good idea and say, oh, that's a good idea. And we forget oftentimes to go back to the Word of God and say, "What has thus saith the Lord?" Are we going to find ourselves in violation of the Scriptures? Oh, here's a, if you, you know, if you don't like the church over here, you you can get in your car and drive what three minutes away, and there's another one. Doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter what the name of it is. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they do inside the building. You, there's another one right up the street. Okay, go there. Because of the choices. And Satan who's lying to us is bringing forth so much confusion. Second John verse 9. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he is both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your home and do not give him a greeting for the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. Misled. Second Timothy chapter, actually second Thessalonians, excuse me, chapter two. We'll go to Timothy next. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Scary verse. A scary verse. See, Satan is out there. He's trying to mislead us, right? He's misleading. He, he's, mis, he's, he's, He's terrible. His, his single ladies are, are terrible. And when they, and when they approach your heart, you, you gotta think about this scripture and say, Lord, help me to never fulfill this scripture. Listen to what it says. Verse 8. And then that lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by his appearance, the appearance of his coming. That is, the one who's coming is in accord with the activity of Satan with all power and signs and false wonders. And by the way, this isn't a futuristic passage. It's already happened and is already happening. And with all deception of wickedness for those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. Satan knows some folks don't want the truth. I pray, God, never, ever, ever fulfill that passage in your heart. I don't love the truth. Right? I'm just upset right now, so I'm just going to go somewhere else. Don't listen to Satan's single ladies. I, I don't think I've ever stopped watching football. But Look, let me just tell you something. So the Washington Redskins, um, we know our weakness is football. Uh we know we got that, right? We just I mean they're not called the Washington Redskins anymore, now we're you know a different team. I still watch them play. I, I'm still a fan of some sort. I'm not a you know, um it's funny that when we don't like something or something isn't going well when it comes to the world, we still participate. Well let one thing happen at the church. Let let one person rub you the wrong way. I'm not I'm never going back over there because. Because of the one? Or because Satan is misleading, folks. You see? Satan will cause us to believe a lie. And if you don't love your life, you're going to lose it. And what I mean by that is, I'm talking about loving your soul and your relationship with God. Satan does not want the church to gather together. It's not going to get better. Second Timothy, please, chapter three, is not going to get better. It is not going to become easier. It is going to get worse. But you must have situativeness, commitment, and conviction to love your soul so much as to be saved. Fight the devil. Don't give in. Chapter three, verse thirteen. The Bible says, but evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. And it's talking about this old wicked world. Turn to 2 Peter, please, chapter 2. Watch out because of the deception of Satan. Watch out. You know he's here this morning, right? I'm not sure if I gave him a ride here. Or if you brought him, but he came. And he doesn't want us here. He doesn't want, how many of y'all already ready to go? Y'all just got here. <laughs> Some folks say, how long is this preacher going to preach this morning? I got somewhere I need to be. Watch out. Second Peter chapter two. Listen, the Bible says, but false prophets also arose among the people. Just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the Master who brought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of the truth will be maligned. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their judgment from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to go to you don't have to show up on at worship. You don't have to get up in the morning and zoom on Sunday. You don't have to do it. Don't listen to the devil. Don't listen to him. Yes, we do. I think the reality is we get to, not that we have to. Thank God that we have this opportunity. Do you love your soul so much as to be saved to where this isn't even, this isn't even a thought. You don't have to think about this. You know where you're going to be on Sunday and Wednesday. You know where you're going to be. Why? Because you're not going to let Satan deceive your soul. Look at Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Well, I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to attend Bibles. No, I, you're Right, you don't you don't you should want to <laughs> You should want to Why wouldn't you want to? Well I don't value my soul Satan knows that Satan knows that Verse one first Timothy chapter four But the spirit explicitly says or expressly says depending on your version That a lot of times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of hypocrisy, of liars seared in their own conscience, as with a branding iron. Seared. Deceived. Some people will pay attention to the wrong stuff. And you know, Satan, look, look, I'm going to come back to this in a moment. Satan doesn't have... The horns and the red suit and the in the long dragon tail, right? He tricked us again, <laughs> you know. Just like we have pictures of Jesus, right? They're not true. We got pictures of Jesus. We also have a picture of Satan. Not the one I'm a true, but we've come to believe him, haven't we? Satan is deceiving the world. You ever thought about this? Any any flavor? of church that you want. I'm using the word church, understanding as, a, you know, not as a, I'm using the, maybe the building, the way people use the word church. I know the church is the people, right? But I'm using it the way we use it. Most people use it in our world today. Whatever your flavor is, Satan's got it. Satan has it. You know, long before marijuana became legal, do you know Satan had a marijuana church? It's not in Jamaica either, brethren. <laughs> Sorry, my wife's going to talk to me about that later. Satan has it. Whatever you want. Whatever you found in your life that you like, whatever you don't like, Satan has it. Shouldn't that be a clue? Something isn't right. But our world, we live in such a way to where even our commercials, you can have it your way. Right? What is that? Burger King. kind of Burger King? You can have it your way. We love to have it our way. We've got to have it the way that Jesus Demands for us to have it. He supports every doctrine, every teaching, every dogma that is not true. He brings you from the Word of God. And you say, well, look, we're reading the Bible, so how can it? And they'll take it out of context. And we'll talk about misapplication. And they'll take it out of context. And sometimes they're not even reading the Bible, but no one knows. Because they haven't been studying it. Satan is trying to mislead All of us. Look at verse 1 again. But the Spirit explicitly says that in the latter times many will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Who would ever think? When you think of demonology, you think about casting out demons. No. It's just a simple... Simplistic message of God, perverted, taught in error. And then people pay attention to it. As long as it doesn't offend me, I love it. But you start meddling, preacher, and we're going to cut this Zoom thing off. (laughs) We're going to turn this television, we're going to Zoom, we're going to cut it off. Today we're going to (laughs) meddle, if we haven't already done so. Second Corinthians chapter 11, there's plenty of misinformation out there. And now we're in a, in a pandemic, and so, you know, you, you can you can search the web. You know, ever since we've had the web, think about this. It used to be that we used to just, I mean, me, I guess I'll say me. I used to just get in trouble from the stuff in my neighborhood. But now the whole world, you can turn on the web, the worldwide web, and you can get into trouble. And folks today, religious folks, are getting into spiritual trouble, searching that web. I want you to listen to verse 3 and 4. But I'm afraid lest, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your mind should be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. For if one comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached... Or you receive a different spirit, which you have not received. Or a different gospel, which you have not accepted. You bear this beautifully. What's the problem? Deceit. Satan, I said it earlier. He disguises himself as an angel of light. He doesn't have a red tail and... Listen to what it says. Verse 13. Here's what they were dealing with in their day, in our day as well. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguised himself as an angel of light. And therefore, it is not surprising if his servants or his ministers also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their deeds. That's just scary, isn't it? I know you've read it before. I want you to think about it in regards to your soul. Satan is using everyone and everything that he can to deceive us, to mislead us, to draw us away from God and away from the church. Again, whatever your flavor is, Satan says, I've got it. First John, please, chapter 4. Whatever you desire, whatever you want, if you've been offended, if you've been hurt, when you give me a reason, you give me a reason, I'll give you a reason not to go to church. You give me a reason, I'll give you a reason not to love God anymore. Why would God do this? You give me an idea, maybe I'll just believe it. You've got to go back to the Word of God. Say, well, that's a great idea. Of what does Jesus say? That's important. Verse 1, 1 John chapter 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Are there still false prophets out? Well, that's a dumb question. That's a silly, That's a silly question. Is it? Is it a silly question? Are there false prophets in the world today? They're everywhere. And they're not, just, they're not just in the churches. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Second Peter chapter 1. Do you love your soul so much as to be saved by God? The... One who appears as an angel of light. He blinds. He deceives. He ensnares. He afflicts. He does all manner of evil. He tempts us. He's arrogant. He is proud. He is powerful. He ensnares folks. He's an accuser. He's wicked. He is crafty. He is fierce. He is cruel. He is cruel. He is our adversary. And yet, you know he knows the Bible a little bit, right? He knows a little bit of it. So here's what he does. He'll take the Word. And have a misapplication to it. And then the idea is to ensure that everybody gets a misunderstanding of the scripture, the verse, so that there's a misinterpretation that comes along with it. You ever heard the teaching that churches are like gas stations? no matter which one you go to, you're going to get gas. Well, that's a lie. The liar is working in the hearts of men. Majority rules, right? Well, that's a lie. But you can have a megachurch. A megachurch says the majority rules. We're going to do whatever everybody wants. See, if we give everybody everything that you want, we'd have a megachurch. That's how you make a megachurch. That's how you do it. You give everyone everything they want, and you don't ever say things like, just go along to get along. And greed is the major factor. It's not that we are not doing the work of God. Remember, God adds to the church, not the preacher. Not the elder, not the deacon, not the members. It's God who draws them to Him. If God wanted us to have a mega church right here in this building, we'd have to build a new building. God draws. The, you know what we try to do? We try to find a way to appeal to the masses so that more people will come. That's not how you save souls. You teach the Word of God, and God draws them. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Misinterpretation. But know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. This morning, there's a lot more that I want to talk about. But I'm wise enough to know this. Satan is busy. I'm wise enough to know this. Some of y'all have plans. To be somewhere. I'm wise enough to know this. Some of y'all are ready to turn the television off. So we're going to come back next week. Lord willing. And we're going to do the rest of this. Sometimes you have to add to your lesson. But maybe today's not the day. I'm wise enough to know. That Satan's single ladies. Has infiltrated the minds. Of the church. I know I've been there. Sitting in the pew saying, I don't, you know, I, I don't know when. I mean, I want to be here. I want to be here. You just don't understand how badly, how da- I want to be here. But that preacher's sermon is not as good as he thinks it is. <laughs> I know you can say amen. <laughs> no one said amen. I know they meant to say it though, in your heart. Church, all I'm saying to you this morning is that Satan is busy. And Satan knows the value of the church. He knows your value, and he wants to destroy you. Online, here physically, he wants to destroy us. And you and I, we are at war to save our souls. And I pray, God, this morning that you not fulfill the Scripture in Thessalonians. To not love your life, to not love your soul, so much as to be saved. I'm not talking about loving your life as Jesus said, do not love your life. He's talking about do not put your life in front of your soul. This morning, I I pray that that someone listening online, I pray that, that some of you here this morning, that something was said just to encourage you, to strengthen you, to love your soul even more than you have in the past. I pray that, that Satan singles later ladies uh, uh, won't affect you any longer and that, and that your strength will be revealed in Christ. See, I love you. God loves you. We just got to love God back. Right? Love your soul. Don't allow Satan to remove you from what you know to be right and true. Satan is a liar. And the father of lies. And then this morning, if, if you are online and you have a need, contact us. And I'm gonna I'm gonna close with this with this thought as I as you think. The Bible tells us that in order to become a Christian, it, it's simple. He, he says you come by faith and you, you've heard his word and you believe it, and you have godly sorrow in your heart. It's called repentance. And you're willing to confess his name before men. Be baptized, immersed in water. So the old man dies and is resurrected. Satan doesn't believe in a resurrection. So the old man dies and is resurrected so that old man is gone forever and the new man will never die again. God has granted to us that opportunity today. Or or maybe you have something in your heart that you would just like us to pray with you about or pray for you. You You can make that known. Don't allow Satan to keep you from doing what you know to be the right thing to do. If we can help in any way this morning, please come all together. We're going to stand and sing in a moment a song of invitation. God bless each and every one of you. Thank you for your time.